Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Who me, I'm Greetings TC here. Welcome back to the Trap Draw. Going to do something similar to the food and beverage episode we did a couple weeks ago. Basically just asked everybody about their experience in food and beverage over the past year. Favorite meal, favorite drink, all that sort of thing. Going to do that with airports. Kind of running it back to uh, the airports episode we did a couple years ago. And we'll be looking to do more of these uh, here into 2022. I love talking about airports and bitching about everything related to air travel, but also, you know, talking about some, some positives as well. So didn't do a whole lot of, uh, international travel in 2021 for obvious reasons, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of interesting domestic travel, especially a lot of, uh, regional airports as well. So before we get there, this episode of the trap draw is brought to you by precision pro golf. They are proud to announce the next big thing in golf technology. It's the long awaited ACE smart speaker, a groundbreaking portable Bluetooth speaker that reads distances to you over the top of whatever sweet tunes you are listening to while playing golf. The ACE isn't just a speaker, it stands for the Audio Caddy Experience, and it's truly a tool that can help you know your distance and swing with confidence. I used this up in Michigan, customized some layup zones. I uh, did this at Belvedere and the Hills Course just knowing that there's there's some spots that where you do not want to go off the tee, which some of them I found. But just some cool, some some really cool, like front, back, middle, but but you can also say, hey, I want to hit this 220 or 230. You know exactly how far your, your uh, run out is there. So the Ace Smart Speaker is available for only $149.99 or by making four easy payments of $37.50 using Afterpay. Uh, add sound to your round by going to precisionprogolf.com or amazon.com it's the perfect gift for yourself or the golfer you know uh and probably at this point just you know if you didn't get what you wanted for christmas go ahead and buy this for yourself so swing with confidence hit more greens with precision pro golf going back to airports i think there will be some some themes that emerge from this episode shout out to kansas city i think everybody most people had their first experience with kansas city and the resounding sentiment from the group seemed to be that uh, I wasn't hard enough on Kansas City previously. Just an absolutely disgraceful airport. Uh, for me, just before you know, getting into all the other guys, for me, Seattle was a new one. Wonderful airport. Felt almost like a European train station in, in spots. Uh, just really, really well laid out. Great route network. Great food and beverage in there. Portland continues to be a standout. Love the pricing in there, too. They have... Uh, you know, everything is basically the same price inside the airport as you would find outside just at, at a local restaurant. Austin continues to to punch above its weight. Great stuff there. Love that there's no dominant carrier there either. I uh, went to Houston a lot, as always. It's been well documented, uh, even though DJ, you know, says I'm, I'm, I'm fluffing the stats a little bit on that one. Duluth, Minnesota went back there this year. Great little regional airport. Same with Traverse City, Michigan. Another one, Madison, Wisconsin, all those good regional airports, you know, nice little uh, local restaurant inside. Another smaller airport that strong performance, Wichita, went out there to go to Prairie Dunes and just super efficient, great little like mini baggage carousels. 
on the bigger airport side, DFW continues to be a massive disgrace. Way too much walking. It's American. Doug Parker and his and his cronies have uh, you know put their stamp on that place. That's their 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 headquarters. Um, Newark, ton of volatility between the terminals. Like you know you you can be in one of the United terminals. It's great. Then you can go to kind of the regional terminal, and it's and it's just bad. Went to the New LaGuardia a couple weeks ago. Pretty wild. It's uh you know far cry from the old LaGuardia, although there's still you know vestiges of the old LaGuardia. Uh, I guess they've you know they'll. They'll, they'll be working on it for another nine or ten years. Um, Boston's still a favorite. Providence is good. Big takeaway for me is I spent a lot of time at O'Hare this year. The the difference between, you know, the uh, flying into the E and F terminals in O'Hare or concourses in O'Hare is just, it sucks. That's the old Northwest Airlines gates, and they're, they're, they're awful, like truly, truly awful, just... Like they need to blow up that part of the airport, and I I never I had a long layover there. I never ventured I'd never ventured over to the American, like H K, those concourses. Unbelievable! They're so much nicer than the United ones. So shout out to American there. I went to Tortas, uh, Frontera, uh, Rick Bayless's place. Shout out to Skip, and uh, great great meal there. And then I guess there's one over in one of the United ones, but I never fly it. I'm, I'm always out of C C and D. Uh, shout out to Columbus, Ohio, CMH. Flew through there twice. Uh, disgraceful luggage times. Just unbelievable, like, how long I had to wait for my luggage there. Finally went outside at Dulles. I I just connected there. I'd never actually been outside before. Listen, the, the terminal, the Eero Saarinen terminal is cool. It's well-designed and all that, but it, it's, uh, you know, kind of a relic of the past. Really, really cool design, but still a shitty airport uh, and just bizarrely taped slash glued together and then i think another one that you'll you'll see here is detroit that's another theme everybody loves the detroit airport in the crew uh delta does a great job there i've flown through the other terminal a few times no great shakes over there still pretty efficient but the the main detroit terminal is just just fantastic the uh mcnamara terminal i believe so without further ado here's uh here's my discussion with uh, each of the guys on airports this year it's neil so, good to be with you, TC. We do a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. What, just lay it on me. You know, like, what What are you burning on from an airport, airline, travel perspective this year? I would say, I was trying to think back on, on the flights I've taken this year. I haven't flown a ton. I've been driving a lot, uh, as much as I can. Done the drive from New York to Jacksonville. Um, What's your strategy on food on the road? On the road, well, I've been trying to get Carson... My fiance to go to Cracker Barrel. I still haven't gotten, haven't been able to get her in there. Um, Which, by the way, I think it was Luke Boatwright on Twitter. He was shitting all over Cracker Barrel. That's bullshit. Which is such a bad take. I mean, potentially from a company culture standpoint and and logo, like I'm, I'm all whatever. But food wise, take it, take that away. You know, they may have lost a little bit of their edge during the pandemic, but I, I always have a great meal there. It's a, it, it, to me, it's a very welcoming place. I always, you know, I For just like found a weary out traveler, you know, I just found out that the stars on the waitresses and waiters like uh, apron I mean, it's like a symbol of how long they've been there. Like if you get a four star waitress, she's like, yeah, I didn't know that until like six months ago. <laughs> Do you think they were going to like a combine? No, I just never really knew. I just never really saying, noticed the hey, stars. This, this is a four-star prospect. This is a blue. No, chip I just waitress. didn't. Re- I just didn't ever 
really look, I guess, was my issue. It's uh, one of those things where I think people, like, I'm not eating a cracker barrel when I'm at home. I'm only doing it on road trips. Yes, and, it's almost like a tradition on road trips. And there's some that, you know, there's two in Cleveland, Tennessee. There's one, there's a good one, and there's a bad one. Like, I know every single one between Atlanta, really now between, like, Gainesville and, and you know, uh, Ohio. But, um, yeah, there's there's just some, there's some that you avoid, and there's some that are, you know, fantastic. I would say... The other place I eat at Cracker Barrel and now Waffle House is Sweetens Cove, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which is that town is basically like the all-American truck stop. It's got Subway, everything you need. Yeah, two subways. Two subways and and good Cracker Barrel there, good Waffle House there. What's um, the Mexican place? I can't remember the name of it, but it's good. Your classic free chips and salsa yeah. combo, you know, Mexican joint, which is really good. Um, Steve Arenos is really good too. It town. is. It is, but oh, I'm, I'm, di- I'm digressing. So that's, we, we're on Cracker Barrel. That's unrelated to airports and flights. Okay. I would say... El Toro's the name of the uh, yes. place in South Pittsburgh. I would say my best airport experience, or one that I want to call out it and, and kind of re-applaud, I guess is the word, is Detroit. Yeah. I think Detroit is a well-planned airport. It's efficient. I rarely have... I connect through there. I feel like it's very easy to get from one gate to another. Uh, it's simple. I love the high ceilings. Obviously, I like the way Delta does things. And I think it's a, a really good hub in the hub and spoke model of uh, uh, of Delta. It's always interesting, too. You got the one side of the ceilings higher than the other, and you got big flights over on one side and smaller flights over on the other side. They're not segregated, you know, kind of based on, hey, all the commuter flights are down at the end, like in Denver, for yeah. instance. Right? It's, not, it's not a fancy um airport either like it's it's very, it's very si- simple it's like you're gonna get you're just you're gonna get out on time it's kind of it's like you're here to fly you're not here to shop you're not here for anything else it's not trying to impress uh, it doesn't feel like an international travel like oh look at you know making a good impression but it's just really clean it's tons of light i like the way the train sits above the terminal is the train back open now i don't uh, last time it was when we okay. flew in for tourist sauce in august but it's just like that's a cool almost like little kid moment where you're like, oh, look, the train's above me. And, and it's also like you go up the escalator to get to it. So there's it's only, very. There's only three stops on the train. There's the middle of the terminal. And I know. It, there's a little more walking probably would be the one I had a, drawback to it. But I still think at least it's, it's wide. So you're not yeah. dodging people. Um, I, I just think that it, it's everything you need, nothing you don't. Solid airport. I, uh, I had a funny. Coming back from the Olympic Prolific out in Seattle, which we'll talk about that with Randy. Just Seattle was awesome. Great airport. Um, And I flew back on Delta. I've sworn off red eyes. but I said, hey, I'm not going to do a red eye. Um, But on this one, I did because I wanted to get home, you know, Monday morning. And I found a Delta flight with like on like an A330 with like a super cheap upgrade to a lay flat. You know, granted, like you're not getting it's a three and a half hour flight from Seattle to Detroit. So, but I took an edible beforehand. And so I landed in Detroit and I'm just like, you know, kind of zooted. You, you took the red eye to Detroit. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, dump in Detroit at like 6.30 AM and I'm there till like seven, or I'm there, I'm there till like 8.30 or nine, right? So I'm just sitting there basically watching, observing people. Sure. While I'm, you know. You're seeing some things you didn't think you'd see. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, like eavesdropping on some basically some old school like Ford or GM guy like you know territory managers that are going out and like old school Detroit guys right that are going out you know what this like they were like auditors 
going out to, you know what, this guy's doing some shady shit in his parts division. I'm going to go see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then just noticing, too, that like all of the Delta uh, associates that do, you know, the the gate agents, um, they're, they're all wearing like like Hoka uh, running shoes or like because there's so much walking. Yeah. Like it's the... And then, and, and then it got me down this whole wormhole of like, there's, you know, is it, um, did they design it as like an anti, you know, kind of an anti uh, obesity thing, you know, of like, like the philosophical They do have, area wall, they have good moving design. sidewalks. Though. No, they do, but you're yeah. still, you're still like, still an immense hike even yes. on the moving sidewalks, right? Which I prefer. It gets your legs moving. It's like a very philosophical discussion of like, hey, what, we should force people to, be mobile and move around and everything like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, and then like it's basically, it's a very German airport. I think right. It's it's very it's very European the way that it's laid out and the way that I don't know. It was just a very interesting like time sitting there and I was like, man, like this is fascinating watching, just watching people like watching how people interact with this airport. The last time, it may be, man, eh, not the only time, but last time I took an edible on a plane, it was weird. I don't sit in the window seat ever. Of course, I had a window and, uh, you know, as as things are washing over me, I had to pee really bad. And so, like, I was like, God, what, what, right when that light goes off, I have to get up, go to the bathroom. To this day remains the worst turbulence I've ever experienced <laughs> on a plane. Of course, it happened right as I went in the bathroom and I got just head duffed on the ceiling, you know, and it was like, the minute I started, you know, peeing, I'm like, it's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, get back to your seat, get back to your seat. And I'm like, no, but I got to go so bad. And my, I'm like, well, I have to pee. And then I'm getting tossed around in this bathroom. Uh, and then, like, fell all over the guy trying to get back in my seat. And it was just like, then I felt like I was just, you know, strapping in in the window. And I was like thinking, well, uh, what if the, you know, what if the freaking plane, then you're like, oh, my God, what if we, what if we go down? Like, it was gnarly turbulence. So that was, uh, God, that was like, Four or five years ago. Um, anyway, digression. Uh, I will say the the A330 that I flew on. You know, it's very interesting to see what planes Delta flies in and out of. The, like A330, and then a lot of the A350s fly out of there, kind of the flagship to like Amsterdam and all those. But um, you know, and seeing how Detroit and Minneapolis, like they've got kind of two northern hubs there, and seeing how they kind of differentiate the two. Uh, but Minneapolis is another good airport. Yeah, it's like another, a, it's a shopping mall that's another big, doubling as an airport. Big kind walking of, airport. But kind of opposite, you know, opposite. Uh, Feels more poly, philosophy polygonal to, to uh, Detroit. Yeah. Right? Like they've got all the amenities and stuff. Well, the Delta Sky Club in Detroit is fantastic. I right also, in, in Minneapolis, I feel a little more claustrophobic. I've Lower ceilings. And I've had some bad, you know, uh, delays there. Not not because of the airport, like maintenance issues, strapped season one, got stuck there for like eight hours. Um, not a horrible place to get stuck, but the it's not as open. The terminals feel a little tighter, um, and there's a lot more corners, and you're turning. And so I just like the feel of, of Detroit and how simple it is. Worst airport experience. Detroit, and another thing about Detroit, too, there's, there's a whole other, the original, you know, that's the McNamara terminal that we're talking mm-hmm. about. There's another one that all the other airlines fly into. The uh, I don't think I've been in that one. Yeah, it's like you know red and blue. It's like the blue terminal, and it's it's not as good. Uh, it's it's smaller. It's still it's still good, but it's just like it's like apart. It's over. You know, it's 
it's a separate deal over there, like United and American and all those fly, Spirit fly into those. Spirit's got a big base in 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 um, Detroit, but yeah, it's definitely not the same experience over there. Not the you know conscientious design. Um, and I will say too that A three thirty that I flew on with Delta was like one of the most tired planes mm. I've flown on in a while. TC never missing an opportunity recently to uh, get a shot in at Delta. Well, you know, I, I just think it's ridiculous too that Delta's flying the the you know seven one seven still the you know with the two engines in the back and and you can't even see. I'll give you I'll give you so some old. Delta fodder at the end of this segment. Uh, but first, I want to uh, shout out my worst airport experiences. Charlotte continues to be uh, as unimpressive of an airport as I've been through in the country. I wouldn't say there's anything like wrong with it it's just overcrowded it's overpopulated i'm usually flying american which puts me in a bad mood when i'm going through charlotte and it's just it's a madhouse in there and getting every piece of infrastructure from this oh god great story last time we're going through there it's it's solly dj and i and we're on the moving sidewalk which is overcrowded and for some reason in that airport it always feels like people are cool to just stand on the moving sidewalk they're kind of skinny so they're like not stand like they're not moving to the right so people can you know walk up the mm-hmm. left. So we're standing, we're just going like 1 mile an hour. Everyone's just standing on this moving sidewalk. People are walking faster with their legs next to us. And we get about 10 15 feet from the end and I think somebody had come on the moving sidewalk in a wheelchair or or something like some wife or husband was rolling their spouse down and he got caught like he couldn't get off and it it literally looked like we were going towards a cliff everybody's falling in front of me all of a sudden people are like no you know they're pushing back on us and it's overcrowded and finally someone hit the emergency stop button but it was like it was truly like, it's like dominoes. A disaster in slow motion <clears throat> it was dominoes man people were going down probably five or six people fell it was a total pile up um at the end of the moving sidewalk never been in that situation before it was honestly a little bit more like I was like, whoa! I got a little scared there for a second. Like I got nowhere to go. There's so many people behind me. I can't. You know, I was like, everybody start moving back. You know, everyone's like yelling back. And then, you know, everybody got mad at the lady for taking the guy in the wheelchair on the moving sidewalk. And it's just like, what are we doing here, people? Like, it's like no one's following the rules. It's just, it's a total madhouse. And yeah, I don't like the way the airport's laid out. I feel like it's just all, all these. Uh, it almost feels like um, a decision tree. Like you're going down one and then it's like splits and then it splits again. And it's all these like uh, 45 degree angle terminal shoots and it just feels really inefficient. All reminds me a little of Phoenix, which is another airport. Phoenix has put a lot of money. Like it used to be bad and now it's a lot better. Well, certain terminals out there though in the Sky Harbor are overcrowded and you feel like, I hate it when you feel like gates are on top of each other. other. And that is like the definition of Charlotte. And it's like E and F at O'Hare. Uh, and then quite, yeah. I would say the other airport that was didn't have a bad experience, but just really bad in first impression, Kansas City. I mean, like you said, glorified bus station. Finally saw it for myself earlier this year. It's like amazing. Like, it's really bad. It looks like a Soviet, like Politburo version of John Wayne Airport. It's crazy that like, I, you know, people that want to get there early, it's almost not possible to get there early for your flight because... There's nowhere to there's no like you can't even stand inside there. It's not good. It it. But they're they're opening up a new one, and, it, and it's too far from the city for like yeah. a place like Kansas City. You're like, why is this so far outside the city? I haven't flown through Charlotte in going almost three years now. The last time I flew through Charlotte was 
taking a red eye back from San Diego on American, which was actually the last time I flew American as well. Just an absolute disgrace. Um, uh, last question for you, just with regards to uh, to Newark. You know, you're, yes. you're flying through Newark more now. You used to be more of a LaGuardia JFK guy living in Brooklyn. Your fiance is from you know North North Jersey, um, where you know so Newark is is more convenient to her parents' place. North, yeah, to her parents' place. Um, you know, I typically when I fly through Newark, I'm flying through the nice, you know, kind of the Terminal Three, Terminal Three, like that. But when you get out to the other, is it Terminal Four, Terminal Four? Like no, it's Terminal One, Two, and Three. So Terminal One and Two, or A, B, and C. I think it's One, Two, and Three. Yeah, but whatever. Like it is such a stark departure from. It's like in Houston, they've got those, those kind of old school like commuter ones that are like the you know long hallway out to like a little pod, and like Newark, it is it is jarring to, uh, you know, jarring to, to, like leave the nice part and go to the shitty part. Yeah. So United flies out of Terminal C. Or three. Sorry, I can't remember. They do. They naming. do B and C. I think, right? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's. Flights, I think right? it's B. letter. No, B, A, B, and C. Okay. They do both, but their main terminal and the yeah. nice one is is C, and it's nice. Terminal C is nice. I think it's a little overdone, similar to Terminal Four at JFK, where it's like all these high end. Yeah. Like you're gonna spend two hundred dollars. Like before we flew to England, we flew out of, I think Terminal C. Yeah. And we spent like two hundred dollars on like a couple beers and a dinner. Well, the you know? concept of like what they were trying to do with all the restaurants there worked before the pandemic, and then now with staffing and everything like that, now it just looks like all the. But you're doing, like you know, you're was. doing everything on the tablet, and it's very, um, I don't know, it's very like dystopian a little bit because yeah. you just don't know. You're like, I guess all this food's coming from the same mega kitchen, but they're just theming. You know, it's like white label food. Like I think it feels like all the restaurants, they all look really nice, but you're like, wait a second, you're just coming off the same Cisco. I'm picking off the same menu on these tablets at every restaurant. That's the thing. They've had like dumb it, you know, dumb it down and all that. Um, But I, I I do get frustrated with, and Newark, I think is the biggest culprit of this in those new terminals. They make it look all shiny and nice. And then I'm not allowed to bring water through or anything through security. And then I just get gouged. You know, it's almost like, you know, stadiums and airports. It's like, man, somebody should like. There should be a uh, a truly like legislation that says you know like who has that? Who? Uh, the Pacific Northwest, uh, Portland and Seattle both have like we have street pricing. Yeah, that's. I airport. think it's such bullshit, and I think that Newark is the one place that always sticks out to me. Of like, this is I have no other option. It's like seven dollars for a and coat. The, and like yeah, I'm going on vacation or I'm going somewhere and or I'm traveling for business, so it's like. I'm not thinking as much. I'm not as price conscious, but it just pisses me off, um, especially when the food comes out and it sucks, yep. you know, and it's supposed to, and they try to, you know, basically put lipstick on a pig and make it look really nice. Now, Newark is, I, I have good, ex, I've had good experiences as far as just efficiency. It is a total disgrace in A and B or terminals one and two, the smaller ones with security. The security lines are god awful. You feel like you're in a, like basically like a cattle roundup, you know, in these tiny little low ceiling hallways. And then those are another great example of terminals getting overrun, you know, by they're too close together, bad bathroom, like not enough bathrooms, which is like a sneaky, um, like not enough stalls, you know, like I'm about to get on an international flight. Like, yo, I need to, I need a good bathroom experience at an airport. Charlotte, also a shitty bathroom experience, not, not nowhere to uh, have, you know, 
see a man about a horse. It's Sometimes, tough. When, like when, when we flew to Toronto, I met you. I'd normally just connect in Newark. I'd never really leave the airport, but um, I've seen that with the security. Like the one time I... It sucks, man. ran out of there and like left the airport. But the uh, going from C to B or whatever, like and meeting you there and like you had done your COVID testing there and all that, like it was so jarring. I'm like, this... This sucks. I'm never in this part of the airport. Like this place blows. Yeah, you know? it's and then the other thing that they've outgrown, they have a horrible inner terminal train. Yes, it almost feels like a uh, theme park ride where it's, only like four to five people can fit in each car, and it's it's like and then the car but the cars are really long. It's almost like they make it look like there's like an engine in, under the hood. It's like, dude, this is an electric car. Like, what? This is such a bad use of space. So. And they're These breaking, lines. and they have to like. There's a whole thing like they have to replace them, and they have to spend like like half a billion dollars replacing them. Really skinny transit. It's just like man, nobody thought that one through. So that's a massive, you know, stain on Newark is just the inner terminal transit. I think you probably took like a bus over from because uh, sometimes they now they just bus people so that you because yeah. you have to go. The trains also. Yeah, I took a bus. Trains also outside of security. Yeah. So. It's if you're connecting, so that's inefficient. It's like now you're not getting any use out of your inner terminal transit system. So it's just it's a lot of a lot of poorly designed, poorly thought out things at Newark. Um, if you want to talk about poor inner terminal transit, we can talk about Denver and Dulles. Uh, yes, Den- Denver the train. I've never, you know, I still never small. flown through Dulles. And there's no in Denver. There's no way to walk from one terminal to the other. So the tr- when the train breaks, mm-hmm. the whole fucking airport shuts down. Like, it's 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 impossible to get out to B and C. Dulles has, like, the weird Star Wars-looking things that just... D- Dulles is a whole other discussion. And actually, t- I talked to Cody a lot about Dulles because it's just, you know, like, one of the weirdest places I've ever been. Have you been to the, the new LaGuardia yet? I have. I was out there... When did I fly out of there? I don't know if it was this year or last year. Um... It was empty, so it was probably sometime last year. It it was still like very COVID, like you know, there was no not a lot of people traveling, which was actually pretty pleasant to travel when no one else was at the airport. The new terminal looked awesome. It looked really nice. Laguardia is to me, if you're living in Brooklyn or Queens, it's if you it's all about what time you have to make a point to fly out in the morning. Like get the earliest flight, get up early. Kind of reverse commute it. Oh, there. it's like it, it. If you get out there, if you take a seven a.m. flight and you're leaving at five a.m. or eight a.m. flight and leaving at six, you can be from Williamsburg or like basically from the Williamsburg Bridge. It's like ten to fifteen minutes, like fifteen minutes to get there. And it's like, you know, but the problem with Newark is if you're going in the afternoon, it's it's not so much the airport itself; it's all of the yeah the traffic and they've rerouted all these roads because of the construction that's going to go on for 10 years because they're doing like one terminal at a time. I'm confident that it's going to be sweet when it's done, but that's in like 2029, right? So they're all, they're constantly like reworking where the Uber drop off is. And it's just like, you never know what you're going to get on the way in. Um, So that, that whole like logistics of in and out of the airport sucks from, Newark and then JFK, same thing. It's more about the traffic. Once you're there, like they, they're both were early with clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have clear at either of those airports, uh, Newark Terminal C or Terminal Three, have you same pre-check thing. Yet? 
I I still haven't gotten the name change. I got to get global entry too. One more thing about Newark coming back from England was oh my god, it was it's like the worst impression of America going through customs. It like the you know the customs border patrol those guys don't mess around. They handle their business. I got no. It's not them. The airport staff is just like yeah, I don't fucking care. Like everyone's like, I'm global entry. What line should is this the line for global entry? Excuse me, sir. And they, they're all just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Like, what? just go stand over there somewhere. And so it tr- it turns into, like, you know, a line 10 wide trying to shrink into, yeah. you know, one or two. And I didn't have global entry, so I'm t- stuck in this line. Base too. Like, if you, if you come in with, there's four other flights, four other wide bodies that come in at the same time. But, like, that's always that, happening. That always happens. Yeah. And it's almost like, yo, you would think th- this happens every day. Like, who is... You know who is running that? Like what? I understaffed. Like I know there's a million things, but yeah, I guess we're just turning into like a economy or a world of like it's starting to be essential to pay to pay for convenience to get to the front of the line, which is like in some ways you're like that's scummy. But like the amount of time I've saved from clear on domestic flights is like man, I need to go through the hassle of getting this global entry thing figured out. I pre-check finally, is I with clear. Pre-check. I don't have pre-check, but with clear, it's still not that big of a deal. But like clear without pre-check, like in Denver, some other places just felt like, man, like what am I doing? I might like, because there was like, in some cases there was no clear without pre-check. Yeah. Well, I ha- so I have pre-check and it may, or I did, it may have expired. The issue is I fly mostly Delta. My name, my middle name is Griffith with TH. And for some reason... It's Griffith on my pre-check, but it's Griffin in my Delta profile. Yeah. And they won't – I've tried to change it and link it. Like, I've called three times. One time they assured me that the change was made. For some reason, I can't make the update in Delta, like, to the system. So it doesn't – like, it Your thinks – SkyMiles account's not talking. It's to not talking to my pre-check, right? Yeah. And then a lot of times they say, like, the, you know, excuse or, oh, well, you don't get pre-check every time because sometimes we have to, like, you know, uh, randomly – they they randomly like so they uh, can pull you out of the pre-check that, line yeah. to to do another like to do a more thing but you should be in the pre-check line every time but somebody one of the gate or the uh, security folks or something told me one time that like you're not always guaranteed to be pre-check cuz they will like spot check huh. pre-check people like it won't be on your ticket because she's like oh it just might be your like time in the roulette game and i was like huh like like uh, what you're saying like that doesn't make any sense and yeah. It happens to me like every time. It never never matches up. So I'm just I need to stop being lazy. I need to go to the airport early one day and take care of the pre-check situation. Yeah, I would say it, it saved me, like you know, here in Jacks, just not having to take your shoes off and not having to take your your laptop out is massive. I think the Delta seems to have a problem with the name stuff because Alex had problems when after we got married and her last name changed and all that. I've had problems with like. You know, our, you. our dad and I have this Finding shoe. a way to shit on Delta. Steven Todd Schuster, Steven Todd Schuster. You truly forgotten your roots, TC. And they, you know, they've constantly gotten that mixed up, them them and American Express. And then, uh, you know, I've ne- never had an issue with, with United. I will say this. I just booked flights this morning for my honeymoon, going to Argentina. Don't cry very, for me. Very, very excited. Wanted to do the lay flat. 10-hour red eye. <laughs> it was... It what was a they, lot. What are they flying down there? Like a 767, 777? No. Out of Atlanta? It's out of Atlanta, direct to Buenos Aires. Uh, what is my... Let me look. I, I'm flying like... They got like the the mega lay flat first class, right? Delta 1. 
Delta One. So I told Carson, I was like, listen, we're, we're, that's going to be too rich for our blood here in the checkout process. I, I talked her into premium select. Let's put that extra, you know, few grand, okay, just to give you a sense of the, the price difference into some activities down south, you know, hanging out with the gauchos, uh, maybe playing some polo. You know, I don't know. A lot of activities, going fishing. It's like that's that's fun budget. So we, we booked the, the premium select, which is kind of like above comfort. Yeah. You know, so it, was, it still wasn't cheap, but you get a let you get a foot rest, yeah. which is a big big thing. So I get through the checkout and then we're confirmed everything. And then it hits me with upgraded Delta One for instead of literally like four grand, it was uh ninety thousand miles. So round trip. Round trip. It's pretty good. So it was like a, you know, I was like and I got I was like, oh I got this is the perfect opportunity to use some miles. So whereas it was five hundred thousand miles to book the first class in the checkout process. Yeah. But then they just upsold it to me for like, I don't know, one fifth the cost basically. I'd be curious to know what your upsell would have been if you would have just booked economy because you were probably on that higher path because you booked, you know, Well, they probably would have tried me to get me to go to comfort exactly instead of first class. Yeah. So in the end, I, I didn't realize that. I was like, not, and I, I told you this, knock against Delta for, you know, they almost had me and then they didn't. And then they everybody got what they wanted. So I, I just kind of had to. Uh, yeah, it's still a revenue flight for them, and the, you know. But I mean, it's such a better deal. It seems like maybe I'm missing something, but it seems like a much better deal now. I'm, now I'm in the lay flat beds. I've never been in lay flat beds. I'm so fucking excited to sleep, like to experience the lay flat. I might get so drunk before I fall asleep at like midnight. I can't wait. I'm gonna be what like a it, kid like in a candy hours? store. About ten hours. Ten hours. I leave at nine p.m. and we get there at. Uh, 9 a.m. It's two hours ahead okay. in Buenos Aires. Well, so, you'll, you'll have to take the, you know, 757, the big school bus up to Atlanta from Jack's. I know. Uh, and I told Carter, so I was like, we don't need to fly first class on that on that bad boy. Let's just get, we'll just get a couple of nice seats at the front of the plane. Yeah. Uh, and then you have this. And I was like, we can, we're going to book that flight separately. That way we're not rushing. We can go to the to the uh, Sky Lounge in Atlanta you know, the international terminal. Or the e, F. I, or the, F is the F so Sky nice. Club, they got the, the outdoor. It's so nice. So I'm great. really excited. To like, I was like, let's spend some time in, uh, in the, in the, in the sky room, you know, we can, we can get a little saucy and then we're going to spend two weeks in Argentina. So I'm really excited about that. Love it. All right. Well, good. I, I, uh, I think that's a good, good summation of, uh, it looks like they're, they're flying the A330 again, but they're, they're new and up, like they're kind of, retrofitted upgrade i gotta think this is a nice experience yep. you know that's a big it's a big boy flight and a and a the tickets are you know they're not cheap so they i hope it's a good experience good stuff <laughs> cody you're probably the most well-traveled of any of us just flying to far-flung places in the world on a variety of different airlines going to you know airports big and small what stuck with you in 2021 from your travels as far as uh Best airport, worst airport, just observations. I saw a lot of airports this year. Uh, and I will say a lot more in the United States than I normally do. And, and even in my previous life, we did a lot of traveling for training and whatnot. But we always seem to go to the same hub and, and kind of branch out from there. But this year, I got a little bit deeper thanks to our golf travels and got to a lot of different regional airports. And man, some of them stuck with me, particularly Madison. Madison. Madison had a, 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 they have a phenomenal operation going on there. I could be not, uh, I couldn't be more 
excited about the check-in experience, the TSA pre-check. They made me walk a little bit further out of the way, but that's okay. I'll take that for getting in and out and extremely efficient. Uh, once you get up on the second floor and you're waiting for the gates, how good were those cheese curds? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Really good restaurant option. Nice little gift shop that we can just load up on cases of spotted cow to take with us on the way home. Phenomenal. Madison's going to stick with me, except this is not a knock on Madison airport by any means. I had a little bit of an Uber situation trying to go and, uh, get our RV, for the Ryder Cup, of course, I flew into Madison, had to go pick up this rented RV south of Madison, might as well have been in a different state and then drive it all the way. The Uber driver accepted my fare. We drove 20 minutes to the other side of Madison, finally looked at where my end destination was at, which is going to be about another 45-minute drive out in the country, and said, you know what? This just isn't going to happen, and turned around and drove me right back to the airport and said, see you later, buddy. So accepted like it, the ride and then just quit on it midway through. It absolutely blew my mind. I, I it's never happened to me before where somebody accepts a fare and then bails on it halfway for nothing that I did wrong. It, it's not like I was being, you know, uh, not being courteous or drunk or anything else like that, which might have happened in the past. Who, who? Uh, but I, I literally was like, hands up. I don't know what's going on here. But if you want to bail and take me back, sure, I'll roll the dice. And hopefully, so, which so, I did have better luck my second time So it took you all the way back to the airport or just like, why not, why not just same. drop you, you know, halfway there where you're, where you're at? For some reason, I like looking, thinking back on it now, it still kind of blows my mind. And I appreciate because I put this up on our Instagram story and there was a lot of people who drive for Uber. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, I need to know more about what just happened. And I think what happened, uh, what the guy's thought process was, is that number one, if he takes me back to the airport, he could just like void that entire trip. Like he can go through and, and cancel yeah. it or, or who knows what. Whereas, you know. whereas otherwise you got to go back and forth with Uber on, all right, do I get paid out on the exactly 10 minutes? So he drive, maybe that was his way of like doing me a favor and being like, no, but the whole thing's just voided. Like good luck on round two. Yeah. Who, who knows there? The, the second part of it is honestly, cause he was a very nice guy, which again makes this whole thing and makes me think about it. Like, well, what the hell actually happened? But very nice guy. And he knew that like, if he took me back there, it's probably my, my best opportunity to get a second car faster. Mm -hmm. The only other spot in town would have been probably dropping me off on campus, but that was like, we're on the other side of the city anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's just faster to get to the airport. But Overall, has no reflection on Madison Airport. Love Madison. Amazing cheese curds. Spotty cow in the gift shop. Love it. Second airport that comes to mind. San Diego Airport. Oh, And the only reason why. Unbelievable. I, the only reason why. Phenomenal lounges. And I also did a live from the U.S. Open, uh, our show, mm -hmm. live from, from the lounge in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, that, and it's just such a you know cool place to fly into. Um, you've got uh, what's your lounge setup? Uh, I go both ways, so I'm either a, a Delta lounge. I'm I'm a proud Delta boy. You know that. Yeah. In, in both, you know. Which you know, so however, so, however so, so you've got the Raleigh Durham. You've got the Raleigh Durham. You're you're driving to Raleigh instead of driving to Charlotte. 
from uh, Southern. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm a proud Amex uh, Delta card holder. Uh, I also have my business card. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get into any lounge that I need, need to go to, whether it's Delta or just straight Amex. Yeah. But the lounge scene, very good. The rental car ease of pickup yeah. as well as drop off in San Diego. Right there across uh, two, the across the way. Two big thumbs up. Like yeah. I cannot appreciate that more. And like I said, the food there is is, you know, it's it's up there. Um very, wow. very good. So two two airports that stuck out to me as both being amazing. Austin, uh, I, I think Austin and San Diego are like my two favorites in that regard, where they've got good stuff, easy to get to your gate. They're not a hub for anybody really, so you can fly a variety of different airlines in there, which always makes it you know super easy and keeps costs down as well. I know. I hope Yari doesn't listen to this because she's like on my ass right now about trying to move to Austin, just like everybody else in America. <laughs> so we got to stop that. That's not going to happen. What continues to disappoint me? Atlanta airport. Really? I don't. Are you, are you connecting through there a lot from RDU or almost everything is, I'm either going to Atlanta or I'm going to, well, I'll choose Minneapolis. Yeah. Minneapolis is like a, is like a, a shopping mall masquerading as an airport. It is very much so. And like uh, most of the time the train or whatever it's called inside isn't working. And I end up walking like five miles to get wherever I'm going, Mm -hmm. which is, it's fine. Whatever. You're talking about Minneapolis or, or Atlanta? No, I'm talking about Minneapolis, the indoor train. Yeah. Always down. But Atlanta, I've I just, customer service goes a long way and it doesn't really matter where you're at. It seems like everybody in Atlanta is having a bad day. It's, it's okay. You know, I, I get it, but like, be nice to your customers. It doesn't matter if it's at a restaurant, if you're a gate attendant or anything else, we're not asking for, for too much here, but a little bit of common courtesy goes a long way. And I understand, I'm very empathetic to this, that they are literally pumping more people in and out of that place than anywhere else in the world. And in and, and a short staff environment this year and all that, where like that's always frustrating when you're connecting through somewhere, whether it's Chicago or Atlanta or, you know, Houston or Dulles or wherever. And it's like, there's, you know, there's, it's seven o'clock and like most of the restaurants are closed. It's like, yo, it's 7 p.m. <laughs> like, like right. It's prime time, you know, but they're just, it's just the way of the world right now, right? My favorite airport restaurant used to be in Atlanta. It was called uh, One Flew One South. One Flew South, I yeah. I used to eat there frequently. Alex and I would show up to the airport early to go eat there. The the sushi thing, the, the sushi that they have, they, they yeah. would have an, an amazing, a legit Wagyu beef burger, which like blew my mind. They had a really good and like I, porridge, uh, like this weird porridge dish. Uh, actually our, our old chef from, uh, the Ritz Carlton Buckhead, uh, worked there prior, uh, oh. to us meeting him. So compliments to the chef. They also, the highlight of that place. So for dessert, they have cookies and cream. And I'm talking about legit three warm chocolate chip cookies and homemade cream that comes out in the little dish. It's, phenomenal what's your lounge strategy in atlanta like i always if i'm flying delta so granted i never you know never really connected in atlanta because i lived there for so long just flew everywhere direct but now like 
when I do, I probably flew 16, 18 times on Delta and connected in Atlanta, probably, you know, eight to 10 times this year. And if I've got time, I'll go out to, I'll go out to F and, you know, that new sky club out there, they've got the outdoor porch and all that. Yep. Watch the planes. That's a nice one. The one in A is really nice. Couple in E, one of the ones in E is really nice. That used to be the international terminal. What's your, what's your strategy as far as sky clubs? I usually only end up in, in A, which is a good lounge, so I'm happy yeah. with that. The issue with a frequent traveler like myself, which I will say, platinum medallion, just to give everybody a, how many miles we're putting down here, is that there, our layover times in Atlanta are like 22 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. It's the only thing, Delta, if you're listening to this, you got to do something. You got to help me out here. It's fine when I'm by myself. You know, uh, as everybody's seen, Neil trying to, you know, master the trick of the two carry-ons. But if you're traveling with family and for us, the kids, it's impossible. Yeah. I can't do or it. Or with your golf clubs and you're worried about your golf clubs making the flight. That was my, you know, Cody, that was my honestly, only, that was my only time this year out of, I probably took, I'll look, but I took probably 70 segments on United and I took, you know, 15 to 20 on Delta and my only lost bag of the year was on Delta, and it was a two it was a two hour layover in Atlanta, and they just they just straight up like my bag just didn't make the flight. It was wild coming back it's, here to Jacks. Right, I, I'm sorry. I I hate to hear that for you, but knock on wood, like a a very firm knock on wood. I didn't lose a single bag this year, so some must be going right. I don't know. It sounds like a that's just a TC issue. No, it was, but, it, was, it was the only, you know, I, I think it's a Delta issue. Walk okay. me through. I mean, it's Delta, it's definitely a Delta issue. But well, I am very loyal. Yeah. It's like to a detriment. But I know you are too because you're crazy ass. Instead of, you know, <laughs> flying out of Marquette or going down to Detroit with me, you literally had to drive across to Wisconsin just to get your segments in. I, I, I wanted DJ. I, I had already made, I already made, uh, I, I was already on track to make my Premier 1K even before that, but I didn't want DJ to have to drive all the way to Chicago by himself either. So he dropped me to sure. in Green Bay. But you're an amazing friend. I just want everybody to hear. Uh, unfortunately, nobody decided to to raise their hand and say, "You know what, Cody? We'll also ride with you <laughs> from Marquette all the way down to Detroit by himself." I well, the original plan was Randy was gonna was gonna ride down to Petoskey with you. You're gonna drop him there, so that would have been about halfway there, right? Yeah, but so, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, uh, walk me through RDU. I've never never flown through there before. We are definitely in a uh, a, a, a transitory stay with RDU. I don't really know. A lot of people fly in and out of RDU, and e either they're going to some in the research triangle, so staying up there, or they're coming down here to Pinehurst. It seems like... Every single store is closed. Every restaurant is closed. I don't really know why. When I was in the military, I flew every single deployment. I would fly out of RDU and usually do the RDU to Dulles, which stinks. Yeah. And then somewhere in the, the Middle East or Africa from there. But I'd always hit up five guys. That was like my last meal before I, I who knows, could have been my last meal ever. But I wanted it to be a, a hamburger. That's just the guy that I am. <laughs> We don't even have the damn five guys anymore. Now it's like a smoothie shop. We're in the 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 phase of regional airports where 
you know, there used to be like Brooks Brothers everywhere. Now they're like, mm-hmm. you know, mountaineering stores that because everybody needs some North Face or Patagonia swag everywhere they go. <laughs> I don't know how that really fits in, but that's what we got. The one decent restaurant that we used to have in there is closed down. We still have an A&W, which shout out to my hitters at A&W. I'm a huge root beer guy. Love it. I love so, root beer too. Maybe more of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, Delta Focus City. Is it still American as well? Or Yeah, we have American that comes in. Uh, Frontier. There's a, a growing United presence. And then we have an entire terminal uh, for Southwest. So okay. plenty of flight options that you can get basically anywhere you want to. I like it because uh, for my wife and her new job, her company is based out of Seattle. Uh, And we got direct from RDU to Seattle. So very, very easy flight to jump in and off of and and comfortable takeoff and arrival times. I don't ever have to worry uh, about security because not just pre-check, but there's not really a lot of lines that are going on. They're very good. Some of the best baggage handlers I've ever had uh, when it comes to your golf clubs because, you know, a ton of clientele coming in from Pinehurst. So yeah, they, they know how to do it from a luggage standpoint. I'm always curious. Like I'm always fascinated by which, which airports do like have a separate area for oversized baggage and which ones just come out on the main conveyor. Like here in Jax, it comes out on the main conveyor. Uh, I flew through Wichita a couple, uh, last month and that, you know, they came out on the, uh, you know, a separate area. It's, it's just, it's like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Right. Right. It, it is kind of confusing. And most airports do have oversized luggage like drops, but they most of the time don't come out in there. Uh, at RDU, we have a normal five, uh, you know, little carousel setup, and then one for international flights coming in. And they do the oversized drop location, but they're specific two bag drops so if you're coming in and it, it says on the board that your stuff's coming out on number three the number three oversized is directly behind it mm-hmm. very convenient and not not a big you know big hassle at all gotcha and you reference international i mean so they've got what they've got a, a, either paris or london they have a london leg and a and a paris leg uh they go out a couple times a week for a while, I was flying the RDU to London and then uh, going out from there. But, like, honestly, like, a lot of people love Heathrow. I just never really figured it out. And by the time I get there, I'm either, like, exhausted already and scrambling to get to my next flight. But it's just kind of a, a tough scene where I, if I could, you know, just shoot up to Dulles late at night and then take off on the the flight over that usually leaves Dallas like, you know, 9, 10 PM. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, you know, wherever I need to go by the next morning and, and only have one jump into country from there. Yeah. I feel like London's a, it's very dependent upon which terminal you're flying into as well. A hundred percent. So there's a couple of times, yeah. like I used to always take the, the, <laughs> the Dubai or Qatar to Heathrow flight. And for some reason I would land in a terminal that wasn't by like any of the airport hotels. And I would always end up with like this 10 hour layover. So I'd like go to the Hilton, the airport Hilton. And I'm like, yeah, like where's it at? Next thing you know, it turns into like a taxi situation and 
luggage coming out where it shouldn't be coming out and I get in and get checked into the hotel and next thing like you only have three hours to sleep before you got to go through international security again. It's very difficult to get from uh, one terminal to the other in London too. Like you got to take the subway and it's just it's like holy shit man this is this is difficult real quick on international like going through security and stuff i don't think people have ever like a a true anxiety inducing experience for me used to be going through uh security because you know my former job i I used to do a lot of stuff and, and there would be uh maybe some not not like live ammunition, but some residue maybe on clothing, on backpacks, on certain suitcases. On you never knew what was going on. And when you would like, they'd be like, oh, sir, uh, we need you to, to wipe this stuff down to do a quick little test on you. I'd be like, oh, God, is this my time? Is this when this is when I'm going? Are you going like, to- so not to get too far off track here, but are you doing that? Like, are you on a different passport or a different diplomatic papers or different, you know, kind of clearance on that front or like to where like yeah, that you, gets you through you, to a different part fly, of security? Yeah. you. So you, you'll you fly with like an official U.S. government passport. So a different color passport book uh, and like have orders that say on there that like, you know, a traveler could possibly be f- flying with firearms, ammunition or residue but like honestly at other even though but that's know, more for customs and and uh and uh, immigration instead of security right uh, like, for sure yeah, and yeah. like when you're going through other <laughs> like country security they don't give a shit what yeah. that says dude the place the one the the place that I, I i saw like the craziest we were coming back from our honeymoon and we had to we flew from croatia into brussels and like brussels has the most like militant security because you know there's just such a strong like radical element in in belgium you know as far as and this was kind of back you know after some of those european attacks and stuff like that and i just remember like it was i think we went through like three different layers of security and then we went through security again before we got on the flight and all that it was wild um the place that i avoid internationally is is charles de gaulle just because like you're almost guaranteed to get it you're like you're there you get in at like seven or eight in the morning you're there and and you're gonna get like the most apathetic french guy who's like preparing his croissant and like putting a little bit of cream in his coffee before you know and and like setting up his whole workstation for 10 minutes while there's a line like out the door and then you know he's gonna very like very casually just you know, stamp a passport. He'll, he'll look into every, every other one. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it, but it's just so quintessentially French. I agree with that. But if on your scariest or most, uh, uh, regimented airport scene, I got to get you to some other places in the world (laughs) where like militaries actually control the airport and then we'll see what you say. No, totally. I mean, but you know, like I'm talking about like in the EU of just, you know, as far as like, Hey, they're on high alert kind of thing, right? Um, whereas, yeah, I'm sure like, you know, Kabul or uh, you know, uh, all you know, all any number of places, there's 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 legitimate military doing it, you know. So, have you ever flown in like an airline service that is not one of the big brands? As far as like uh, you know, internationally or just like a like a little commuter one or like. 
like anything. So I, I'll give you a couple of mics. Have you ever, and I know you haven't, but I've had a lot of experience flying like Iraqi airlines. I have not flown, flown Iraqi airlines. Like I've, I've flown like some European discount carriers and stuff. I've flown little puddle jump ones down in the Caribbean. Like go from, you know, Aruba to Colombia right. or something like that. But I will give you that. Those are scary as shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then some like, kind of some of those like shuttles or like taxi services. I've done the, I've done one of those on the West Coast before where it's like you're basically flying on, like you're hopping on like a, you know, what's ostensibly like a private plane, but it's it's a shuttle. You know, they, they, they sell like 16 seats on it or whatever. Right. And it's not laid out like a private plane, but yeah. No, I've never flown yeah. Iraqi Air or Air Afghanistan or anything like that. I, I used to, in some of my uh, conquests, I, I've flown uh, Egyptian Airlines quite a bit, and I would fl- I would fly straight from Cairo, like Cairo to Oman, Cairo to up to God, what the heck's the capital of Lebanon? I can't even remember it now. Beirut. Beirut. Thank you. Cairo to Beirut, and then. And then even Cairo to Tel Aviv. And let me tell you about additional security and getting screened. <laughs> the the white the white guy getting off the uh, Cairo to Tel Aviv flight. Well, there was a uh, whole thing like Cairo, Tel Aviv. They like the like Egyptian government basically like did that on like unmarked planes too, right? Because they didn't want people to know that they were having, you know, a relationship with you know, Israel in this regard, like there's a whole, there's a whole background on that, on that flight specifically, I think. That is very true. So, uh, all right. Well, I've taken up too much of your time on airports. I think we'll probably do an international airports episode where you just talk about the craziest airport airports and airlines you've ever flown. I think that would be a whole like four part mini series. Love it. Just let me know. My my time is yours. Nothing to do up here. So uh, I'm all ears whenever you need me, TC. My Chicago native. Just outside Chicago. Just outside Chicago. DJ Piehowski. So I think there will be hot takes that will probably come to me over the course of this rant. But let's start with, with a couple things that uh, I think have, have been fairly validated over the last 12, 18 months. You mentioned Chicago. Let's let's start there. And TC, I know you're a huge United guy. I'm I'm a big United guy myself, and so I'm going to do this as respectfully as as I possibly can. But over the the last 12, 18 months, I think I've just grown to understand what a disgrace O'Hare is. It is, and I think that's really sad for me because I think you know you always grow up thinking like the things that are around you are like the the best things in the world or the worst things in the world, I guess, depending on your mm. perspective. But I think I always grew up being like, oh, my God, O'Hare, it's the busiest airport in the world. You can get anywhere. This is unbelievable. What a, This is going to take me to all these huge cities. What an unbelievable place. And now going to more airports and seeing, getting a little bit of a, you know, a, a bigger mental catalog built up. O'Hare fucking stinks, man. It's awful. This, there's way too many people. It's, it's, uh, food options are awful. Except uh, for Tortoise Frontera by Rick Bayless. Of course. <laughs> Skip's oh. brother. Skip, Skip. Uh, of course. And it's just, it's never, ever a, uh, a pleasure to go there. They just built this massive new rental car center, which I guess has been a couple of years now, but that's all great. But the process of getting there is, is tough, man. It's you're, like Shawshank Redemption. You're, you're dealing to, to crawl through, um, you know, a mile of shit to get to. What, what I will never forget, honestly, what, what will stick with me as 
my defining travel experience of 2021 was early in 2021 March. So I mean, COVID. Not that it's not still, but was, was you know popping pretty pretty good. I came out. I was going up to the uh, March Mudness event, a refuge event in Kankakee. I was flying in, so I got my golf clubs. It's March. I'm leaving probably the best weather of the year in Jacksonville. Flying in, it's like 28 degrees, kind of like sleeting, maybe a little warmer, kind of like just like gross, truly like deep stone gray outside. Uh, Quintessential Midwest. Yes, very, very much so. Uh, And I come outside. I'm I'm wheeling my golf bag through the airport, which always puts me in a bad mood anyways because there's, you know, plenty of shit to just worry about on your own without lugging the 50 pound bag around and i'm like all right i need to figure out how to go get to my rental car i get to the curb are you still an avis guy by the way uh i think this was a hertz or this might have been an enterprise but the okay. the, the rental car i i am i'm a hertz now big, okay. big I'm, I'm a big hertz guy. big hertz gold guy uh the franchise well, was a massive hertz gold guy so it's carried on through neil and i so was oj <laughs> that's true <laughs> my uncle and my father and mr palmer i believe yeah but I I get to the the curb like okay I know I need to catch this shuttle to get on the rental car and it legitimately it, it felt like one of the scenes from Titanic like there's no line and all the buses are limited because of COVID all the buses are limited to like there are these big like city buses yeah. right and they're all limited to like we can't have more than like eight people on here at a time and there's legitimately two hundred people waiting in line for a rental car except there is no line it's just a big scrum and so it's just like a bus pulls up, eight of the like hungriest, angriest people get on. Then they cut everybody off. And you got a golf bag. And I got my golf bag. And it's just like, it's basically like luck of the draw where the bus stops, like okay. when you're going to get on, when you're not. And so I'm sitting there for like, I don't know, 40 minutes, just like clutch. I, I eventually had to kind of, uh, I, I feel a little bad, but it was, it, I had to, uh, it was kind of like Billy Zane at the, in Titanic when he grabs that kid and it's just like, please, like you have to let me and my son. On this uh, on this bus, I, I think I was doing that with my golf bag. Where I was kind of like, please, I, I've just been, I've been struggling. I'm so weary. I've traveled from so far. I have to get on this bus, and uh, I think I waited my, you know, 40 minutes was pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't think I jumped the line, but it was uh, that was brutal. That just put me in a really bad mood for like the whole rest of the year. Thanks a lot, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how much of the blame lays it at her feet, but it, it certainly hasn't gotten better under. under Do you ever regime. fly out of Midway? Not since I was like seven years old. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I might, it might be time to start exploring that option because I've, I've heard I've it's heard good. some fucking Har- disaster stories about of course, security there. Of though. course. And, and hard to get there depending on where you're going. I mean, O'Hare is very easy to get to my parents' house and kind of everywhere I'm going uh, in and around the just outside Chicago area is uh, a lot easier uh, through O'Hare. But it, that's that's been a disgrace and and i think that ties in with my other big revelation again i'm going to be as respectful as possible here is delta has just become so heads and shoulders above our hitters at united i mean i think we're absolutely getting left in the dust i i could not feel any any like any more differently really yes why yes. I, it, like every time delta was the only one to lose my golf bag this year I hate that united lost mine i'm like a two and a half hour layover in atlanta yeah, like the Sky Club's nice with the Amex Platinum, but like it just feels Delta like Delta has better hubs. I'll give you that. Yeah. Like the new Salt Lake 
airport is sick. Houston's great. Houston, yeah. I, I'll give yeah. that to you. Atlanta is a like objectively great airport. Dulles is a to connect disgrace. In. Newark is a third world country. Newark, no, New Newark. The, some, the tubs the I go through in is like the big international terminals are unbelievably yeah. nice. Yeah, but like the little like regional Denver's hit or miss. They got an Amex lounge though. Sure. Now there, I just think I don't know Delta. I'm just tired. I just don't want to hop on the 757. From Jax to Atlanta, and that thing's always getting delayed or always getting... Maybe it's just the Jax to Chicago that I'm taking constantly. It just feels like you're on like a fucking yeah. city bus it's from like, like a, 1986. It's, like it's miserable. shitty A320. It's bad. Or, yeah, totally. It's but bad, I think that like, as far as quality of aircraft I've been on, like some of them have been... like A lot of the trips we've taken this year throughout the Midwest, I've been to flying through Chicago, and I hop on one of those CRJ 550s. Have you been on one of those? I don't know. What a... It's like a, you know, it's a 75 person plane that they've, that they have seating now for like 55 or 58 people mm. because the, the airline, like the union contracts state that anything above, you know, a certain number of seats, like A, have to be staffed by two flight attendants. So they've cut it down to, you know, a smaller one. So it's only one flight attendant and there's like half the planes like first class and so they fly them to like, you know, Chicago to Madison or Chicago to Columbus or Chicago to milwaukee or you know like that that sort of route kind of that hour hour 20 there's massive like closets where you can put your your carry-on stuff so you know you never have to gate check anything it's a smoother boarding process all of that listen i this hasn't been my experience i can only speak to what i've experienced and it certainly hasn't been that i'll say the 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 you know, I'm very curious. I'm digging into the plans for the Chicago airport because okay. I guess they're going to do like... They're adding a whole other terminal. They're going to like split it up into like a one world right. terminal and then like a, you know, Star Alliance terminal yeah. and then everything else, uh, which, you know, that'll take 20 years, I'm sure, and be a shitty product at the end. <laughs> but like, um, like E and F are just an absolute disgrace. Yes. Low yeah. ce- it's just like seven foot ceilings yeah. in there. It's dark. Yeah, I'm always beige. trying to go from like C to E and F. And then I wandered over to, you know, G and H and G and all that. So nice over there. That's yeah. the American area. I've never, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, um, it's it's a very uh, disparate airport, right? I feel like there's a, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's pretty crazy. And then the other issue with Delta this year was just I flew on a lot of the 717s, which was just like two on one side, three on the other. They're, they're, I think they're trying to replace those with the A220s that they're bringing in. Um, but Delta like, actually owns these aircraft. Okay. And they're all paid off, and they're super cheap for them Just to cash, operate. Cash. Yeah. And they, so they'll, they'll fly them to, you know, on kind of this variety of lot in and out of Detroit, lot in and out of Atlanta. And I, I've been on so many of those this year. And like, even if you get upgraded, like, it's, just, it's just so fucking tired. Like, sure. they were built like pre 9 11. Mm. So. Well, um, I hate that for you. Yeah. I, I'm just, I feel like a bit of a man without a country at this point. I was such a united loyalist. Uh, Did you do a status match or anything? <laughs> I've always had decent status with uh, with United. No, but like... Oh, with take, Delta. Take no, 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 no. I, ha- no, I haven't done I haven't done that yet. I, I've really, I mean, it feels like I've been gone a lot, but I, I feel like I drove to a lot of places. That's the, that's the other issue with Delta out of Jax, though. It's like, yeah. I, you know... You're, I, you're going I, through I, Atlanta or New York. But, but or I could have, you know, out of... From a Delta perspective, like I'm, you know, their equivalent of Diamond on 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 United, like on Delta, there's so, so many, many. Yeah. of those, especially here in Jacks and flying through Atlanta, that like 
you know, even as a platinum, for instance, like you're not going to get upgraded on certain routes. You're going to be on I hate that in for economy you. comfort, you know? So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to zig while, I'm trying to zag while everybody else sure. is zigging on Delta here. I think in the positives. Uh, Plus I like going west. I, I typically go west and I can manifest destiny, split it up into, <laughs> into two trips. I wish there was a little bit more connectivity to Boston. Sure. That's one of the Delta hubs, Jet Boston, RDU that, uh, you know, like Delta, I like flying through Boston and Delta is kind of making that a focus city. Yeah. So, uh, I think on the positive front, again, it, total coincidence. There were, there were different trips, but, uh, given a lot of run to Milwaukee, the, the Milwaukee, the Delta sky club in Milwaukee, truly, uh, beautiful. It's great. Had I think a, Neil said the same thing. I had a great time. I sat in there. I had like a, uh, I dropped you off in green Bay. I remember after tour sauce, we had to return a car to Milwaukee and, uh, United didn't fly into Right, Mark, exactly. Well, which we were going right past it. Sawyer International. Uh, we had to drop the car in Milwaukee, I believe, for the Ryder Cup. And yeah, I had like two hours just like sitting there, watched a baseball game. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Milwaukee Airport was was great. So I, I, I didn't hang in too many other locations other than that Sky Club, but my experience there was was very nice. Any other airports that, that stuck out to you this year? Uh, you know, I hate to... Uh, placate, I hate, but you know, Kansas City was a disgrace. <laughs> uh, a true one of the weirdest places I've ever been. Was that your first? That first was my time? first time. Yeah, okay. going through there. We we shot a video with with Ben out at Bruff Creek National. Very weird, very circular, very um, jaily. You know, just kind of like a county jail vibe. Was was kind of a little bit of what I felt. Not even a state penitentiary. No, county, just like a jail. weirdly designed county jail. Okay. That's kind of the the vibe that I got. I don't know if you if if you felt that same way, but the basically like the it felt like a DMV, like the tiers of almost like concentric circles, yeah. right? That are that kind of make up the the different terminals, a like you a, a bunch of parentheses. Yeah, it almost feels like you're like going through checkpoints, you know, to uh, like at some sort of. I mean, how prison. many how many different TSA checkpoints do you think they have there? I I truly don't know. Fifty. Like I think you could just walk around in circles, and you wouldn't really know how many you'd gone past. It's yeah. it's it was very weird. Weird to get in and out of a lot of like, not like roundabouts, but like massive like roundabouts with like huge diameters. You know, so you never quite know like if you're supposed to go around, if you're supposed to turn, if you're supposed to stay straight. It was just, it it was uh it was truly strange. Weirdly far from the city. Yes, too. and and super not convenient. Yeah. as well. Interesting place to fly in and out of last year and this year too, where a lot of airlines, for whatever reason, have parked a bunch of their you know their planes yeah, that they're not like using lot. for covid i'm like you know i would have thought like maybe park them in tucson or There's a lot of space you know uh orange county or sure. something but like you know it's it's like a you know strange uh because it's not really great weather to like store aircraft right. in it's uh like very humid and I, I think my only other big one and and again i know i'm i'm kind of playing the hits these are these are pretty low-hanging fruit here but uh i think we can both agree americans a disgrace yeah, uh, which I, I, throughout. You know, I haven't talked to Solly yet, but you need I'm going to I'm gonna press him a little bit. Yes. I'm, I'm, we're, we're a little bit worried he's falling in with the wrong crowd. He really has. He's been saying a lot of super concerning things uh, about American. And, and I would just challenge him on, listen, you're, you're judged by your, you know, you're judged by your lowest, uh, I don't know, your weakest link or whatever. Right. And if, if they're going to put Charlotte up as like this, this beaming hub i mean charlotte's a disgrace neil neil went in on charlotte. it's awful i don't I yeah. don't need to rehash he said it looks like going so... down a, a massive decision tree <laughs> 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 just keep splitting off at these 45 degree angles 
and you got to choose one way or the other and then the decision just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller that's a really good that's really funny i think the biggest thing and i guess this is not a massive fault of the airport it's just the city's grown like crazy but i mean there's just like 5x the amount of people in there that it feels like there should be like it just feels like you're walking through a massive fire hazard were you with him when he told a story about the the moving sidewalk that was the only highlight (laughs) was the lady uh like completely eating it on the moving sidewalk. That was that was kind of sick. Um, she was fine. Dude, you yeah. know, I just feel I, I feel a little bit. I'm struggling with Sally. Where you know, I know he's flying to D.C. with his, his wife sure. going to to uh, you know Hannah's going to uh, UVA and up up they're, to up they're going to, to Philly a lot to see the going to Philly sister. a lot. They went to Austin for the you know. There's a new sure. direct to Austin now on American, which you know, big news. We got to a jet blue direct but it's only on like thursdays and saturdays or something mm. like that to uh, lax it's like 99 bucks each way too crazy just crazy but you know so they're kind of popping up with some focus cities here and there which you know i don't want to see him you need to commit pre- to them you need to press him on whether this is substantive or whether this is circumstantial right like is this only because he's going to these cities and he's having fine experiences or is this in comparison to the larger air travel world you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's not let's not let let the the convenience factor of where he happens to be going on some of these trips would skew his thinking. I mean, I can't imagine like two work like flying American from Jax to Miami or American from Jax to Philly. Like, those are two of the shittiest airports <laughs> in America, too. Like, Philly's like a bus stop, too. Shout out to Kansas City. Uh, Although Philly's got a great Amex lounge. Shout out to got, like, an Israeli uh, chef that runs it, and it's. Really ridiculous. Oh, actually, I did go yeah. there. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about some avant-garde stuff. There's some weird good yeah. food in Kinda there, kind of like Middle Eastern yes. influence. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to American. We were flying that back from Kansas City. I think again, press Sally on this. He he will. He's right that we didn't have to go with him, but he was trying to get a status match or something, uh, or trying to like hit a status threshold on American. So we had to take American from Kansas City to Jacks. And it was Kansas City to Philly to Jax, which I don't think I realized until I landed in Philly. Like, wait a minute, what the hell are we doing? Like, this is this doesn't make any sense at all. We just flew like a thousand miles out of the way. When you guys went to Colonial this year, did did you go to? Did you fly through Love or did you fly through DFW? I believe I don't remember. Love rules. So Love much. rules. Yeah, and and that's another thing I need to. I don't remember anything I've said on any podcast, let alone the airports <laughs> podcast, but. Uh, I may have been critical of Southwest in the past, and I'd like to amend that in that my experiences since on Southwest have been totally fine. You're a big Let's Go Branding. Guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how they flipped you. I, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me, TC. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm kidding, folks. I'm kidding. Yeah, we and you know, big big international travel year for us. Yeah, next year. So I think I think people's allegiances are going to be tested. I think, uh, and that's where I think I'm I'm willing and uh, and ready to to let United win my business back. I think it's very convenient for my life. Best international network there is. Like I listen, I know I'm going to be going to to Chicago. I know I'm going to be going to Denver. I know I'm going to these places. Like I'm 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 down for it. Like I, I want you guys to be my A guys. Soldier. But uh, but yeah, it's tough. I uh, you know, I, separately we're gonna have a conversation with Randy, and he's really you know going out of his way to stay loyal to Delta in Denver. Yes, and uh, I think it's gonna be which is kind of admirable. I'm trying to bribe him though with like when we go to 
Scotland. I'm like, hey, man, if you fly United with me, I'll throw some plus points your way and get you a lay flat. You know, <laughs> But Randy might be so tall that like the lay flats don't even fit him. I hate more than anything, that, maybe not more than anything, but uh, I hate for you guys that COVID has really thrown a wrench in your plans of flying Singapore Air. I think we've got it figured out for for something. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, good. Good stuff. It sounds like it was, you know, it was very point to point for you this year. It was. It was. It was a pretty straightforward year, yeah. um, which, you know, lucky to say that. I don't think I had many delays, which is, yeah. I don't know if that's a, I don't know why that would be. I felt like I was delayed less this year than maybe any other year in my life. Actually, the the one delay, you know, I know we've talked about it at length, the one delay that I had this year. Tough. The substantial delay was, you know, just in Chicago trying to fly. Like, I flew Jax to Chicago, Chicago to Milwaukee, and it's like an 18-minute flight from Chicago to Milwaukee. It's like a 90-minute drive. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I waited, you know, they wouldn't take my shit off the, the uh, airplane. Uh. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I had my golf clubs and all that stuff, and, like, I'm not going to, hop off the plane i guess the i guess the shitter was broken mm. were, you know and uh it was air wisconsin regional subsidiary and all that but it, it ended up being like a four and a half hour delay for you know basically uh a, like an 18 minute flight i, I will say my tough. i, I want to give you uh i know you're a huge mesa air guy mesa is, air never <laughs> they never have any issues never have any issues republic air that flies yeah. through they're like the newark kind of regional operator not a fan of them I mesa wanna, air never have a problem i, I want to be clear my problems with <laughs> united and some of their hubs and some of their lack of kind of uh investment at least on at the level i'm at I, I have no doubt they're investing in the polaris shit in the 1k stuff and like all the outrageous stuff that segregates travel even more than it already is but uh my problems now with mesa air they seem like true pros oh i think the i think you're if you stick with united you're going to be in for a good product. Every every seat's gonna have in, in flight entertainment. Uh, over the but next I'm already getting that with my hitters at Delta. Three or four years. No, you're not. Maybe not everywhere, but a lot more. Every single mainline flight will have it. Um, they're gonna have you know a certain amount of premium stuff on on every flight, and you know just a bunch of new planes coming in too. Well, I need you holding their feet to the fire. I will. Scott Kirby, you know, he's, he's my guy. All right, and then also we got, you know, I think. Houston, one thing I want to call out there too is like their regional thing. When you fly into the one that's like the big cow pen of like, you know, there's 50 gates yeah. down below. Like, I really love that. That's great. The one that sucks is when you fly into, I think it's B there, and it's like those weird, like a long hallway oh, out to like this awful, you know, circular yeah. thing. There's like 10 gates crammed in there and like one little convenience store. It's, it's awful. Truly. It's like third world shit. Uh, but the, uh, the, the great spot in Houston is that new, all the new build out where you got the 200 yeah. foot ceilings and all the cool restaurants yeah. and the great breakfast tacos. And I know we've. That place has been closed the last few times. Fuck. I've through. I, know, I, <laughs> I hate that. I know. It's like, it's like a day ruiner. Gosh. So, okay. Well, you know what? I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate you uh, laying out your, your, your current state of state of dj pie's travel yeah no no problem i'm, I'm excited for a big year 2022 I, I i'm gonna be taking some notes i think it's gonna be a much more uh a much more interesting travel year a lot of people are are placing bets on you know who you're gonna end up with at the end of the year we'll see as far as status we'll see. goes yeah so watch this space good luck <laughs> thank you <laughs> captain sully sullenberger first things first we gotta we gotta talk are you you still going down the rabbit hole of american 
I am a, an American. Uh, I'm a gold member. I have uh, got the credit card and everything now. I I'm in. It's a weird thing. It, it, you know, we have different travel patterns all internally. I was say some of it. You're, you're flying to Philly. You're flying to DC. That's it, yeah. Know. My wife's in school. Uh, you know, once a month in DC. So I'm going to be making a couple trips with her. That's a direct flight. I've made a lot of Philly trips over the last couple of years. That's a direct flight. Dude, I've done a lot of Dallas stuff, either Fort Worth or Dallas. Uh, American. I, I it's not. I don't go out of my way to book it. I, that's my thing. TC. Will I mean he will go to a different state and add legs to the journey just to get on United? No. Oh, you you. I will, will. I will fly. I will take United uh, one stop over an American direct any day. Yes, yeah, that's 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 what I'm getting at here. I will go for whatever's most convenient. Um, American, listen, I don't knock on wood. Like they've been. I, I once in my life I swore off American. I said never again. Uh, they've upped their game. I really do think they've upped their game a lot. Their customer service is a lot better. Their flexibility is a lot better when things do go wrong. I, I've not been treated poorly by American in quite some time. Have so, you had some bad, you know, any delays, any bad, no bad experiences this year? I, I mean, here or there, but it's it's been balanced among the among the airlines, and it's been mostly weather related. I, I honestly have been quite lucky this year. I don't have a lot to I don't have a lot to get all blue checkmarky about. I know they're they're you know they were having issues with their mechanics, and then you know all sorts of short staffed on that front. They so. cut a bunch of flights, which I've heard, yeah. which I've not been flying recently. So this time period might not be great, but I think they're they're picking them back up in December. Well, so. our colleagues were were. You know, going in on the Charlotte airport—that was one. Oh, that's okay. So that's that's a big downside of American is you find yourself through Charlotte a lot, and there's no worse, there's no worse like medium-sized airport experience. Yeah, and well, it's not that bad of an experience. It's just so overcrowded. It's way too crowded. Anywhere you go, every gate, there's people backed up into the hallway, and it just. I'm not claustrophobic or anything like that, but I like some some comfort. Like going the yeah. Austin airport. Oh, is freaking incredible. Sweet. It yeah. like it feels like there's a future. an American direct from Jax to Austin now. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you sound like you're about to convert. Uh, it it just it feels like a futuristic society compared to like yeah compared to Charlotte. That that I don't know what their plans are for that airport, but it has got to expand. Going to D.C. Do you fly into to Reagan? I haven't even made a trip up yet uh, okay. with my wife yet, but she does fly directly into Reagan, Reagan on the American. Rules. It's a Reagan's a great airport in terms of proximity, ways to get in and out, public transport, all that good stuff. Making my first trip up there uh, here in a couple weeks, actually, okay. so um, I'm excited for that. Dulles, take it away. It's bad. Don't need it's it. Bad. It's not convenient. There's nothing great about about Dulles, but yeah, Reagan. You come in, you see the Washington Monument on your yeah. way in and out. Like that's a great little airport. Uh. Any new airports for you this year? Austin was new. That was definitely new. Hadn't seen that. And never been through Detroit, I don't think, until... No, that's not true. Uh, Detroit's a nice airport. I like yeah. Detroit a lot. Kansas City was new. <laughs> this, this is a common refrain, but go in. I was in. warned, and I, I... It was even worse than you expected, right? The width of the airport is... I, I, I'm... Only slightly exaggerating, it's like the width of the kill house. Like the the distance from the entrance door to the gate, and they meander you sideways, like in this kind of circular formation. But the distance, you're you're like forty feet away from the gate when you walk in the door. You just have to like go sideways through security, and yeah. then you're right there on the other side. And there's like not even there's like five uh, there's room for like five seats width wise. I've never seen anything like that. It 
I don't even know what the com the comparison would be. It's like a, it's like a basketball gym, yeah. circular wise, right? And that's just like where they the planes pull up. I don't uh, that Kansas City blew me away. How was Jackson? Jackson Hole. Uh, that was a really nice one. Um, they had a lot more. They had like I think if I remember they had like eight gates or something there. It's okay. it's not too small. I mean they're 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 handling some uh, you know. I think some PJs are flying. I was gonna say they, they've they've got a big fixed base, yeah. private you know private plane area as well. That one was good. I think we connected through we connected through Denver, of course, on that one. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Nothing else really, really, really stood out other than Kansas City is is burned in my. In and then my, when you're going to to Dallas, you're flying DFW. DFW, yeah, direct American. Uh, but you know, unfortunate news to report. Uh, last few times I've been to Houston, our uh, our breakfast. Oh. Mexican spot has been closed. Really? Yeah. Well, you got to get there by ten. Papacitas is, is the yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, if you make it by ten, so you got to get on like the first flight out. There is a Papacitas also in DFW. It's by like C twenty eight, if I remember right. I've been there on multiple occasions this year. The breakfast, the spicy uh, jalapeno cheddar, whatever breakfast tacos are incredible. I feel like DFW. I'm just all. It's it's a lot of walking, and not the yeah. like Detroit's a lot of walking, but it's good walking. It's it's. A, Good space it never ends like DFW. It, yeah. It's just and then and then you got to hop on the train. It's like if um, like if Detroit and like Miami had a baby because like the Miami airport that SkyTrain thing is awful. Mm -hmm. and, you know all that. I was Delta. I flew a lot of Delta before this past year. Um, Delta does a great job getting you through Atlanta. I, I, yeah, I must say Delta is great. Airport. It is. Yeah. I, I don't love doing that because yeah. Um, I don't love the 45-minute flight and, and adding that. But, man, they do a good job of getting you connected. Anytime you're kind of delayed and you're worried whether or not you're going to make it, you usually make it with Delta. So shout out to them on that. Um, all right. Well, good. Thanks for, you know, no big no big shocks. I you know, I just I want to make sure you're not falling with the wrong crowd. Yeah. The, the Austin airport, we went to Salt Lake Barbecue. Yeah. Just out of this world. It's so good um, to have that in a, in a restaurant, in an airport dining experience. What's the best meal you've had in an airport? Or what's the best, like, go-to uh, you know, I'd, I'd heard a lot of good things about Tortus, uh, Frontera Tortus, the, the, uh, Rick Bayless restaurant in, and that's over in the American area of, uh, O'Hare and, uh, it lived up to expectations. It was mm. fantastic. Uh, best meal. Sticks. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best meal I've had. If you're finding a Philly, that Amex Lounge in Philly, DJ and I were talking about that. The, the uh, Amex Lounge in Philly, the chef there is a stud. Uh, I would say. I'm a big sucker for the legal seafoods lobster roll at, at, at Boston. Mm. Um, one flew south in Atlanta is mm. always a favorite. That's Echo a and terminal f in F terminal is always a favorite. I would say those those breakfast yeah. tacos. Papacitas. <laughs> That's it. Make that happen if you yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, Sally. Thank you, man. Thanks, sir. Cheers. Our Denver correspondent uh, and my co-host of this show, Big Randy. Delta guy out in enemy territory, out in Denver. How's that going? Good. I'm I'm holding the line. I'm staying strong. I almost feel like I have the best of both worlds right now. I I primarily use Delta whenever I can, and then on occasion, when it just absolutely does not make sense to either do a layover or the timing of flights, I have a wide array of United flights to choose from. Thanks to your guidance earlier in 2021. I was able to do a status match. So at least have baseline status on United. And I feel like the world is my oyster flying out of flying out of Denver now, TC. Some people are saying in Denver it's it's kind of the the tricky part is just getting to the plane. Not not so much 
the flight itself. Has that been your experience? A little bit. You know, I've, I've stumbled onto my favorite way to now go to just the physical airport is taking the train from yeah. Union Station. It is so much nicer than driving on I-70. If I don't have to take my golf clubs with me on a trip, I literally will get on one of those little like lift scooters mm -hmm. that are everywhere out here. And I will cruise down to Union Station on a scooter. I will park right in front, leave the scooter, obviously, hop on the train. 37 minutes later to the, to the second, I am right at, you know, in the bowels of the Denver airport. It's fantastic. Who knows what, what else have, is in those bowels down there? Exactly. If I do have to take golf clubs, then I'll just do a, uh, an Uber or a Lyft down to Union Station. But I am like a full-time full take the train to and from the airport. Uh, it's the best way to get there. Once you're inside the airport, I think the best thing about flying Delta is you're always out of Terminal A. So you have the choice. You can either go through the main security and then do the train to Terminal A, or you can walk across the bridge and do that little alternate security uh, and just walk to Terminal A. I think, honestly, that's that's a huge perk of flying Delta out of Denver. Yeah, the, the like I've noticed the last few times I've been in, because the you know I'll go out to sea to that Amex lounge and the, the, the train is just so overcrowded. You got to wait for like two or three different trains to come by. They're too small. And then if the train breaks, that hasn't happened to me when oh. I've been there, but I, I guess there's no connectivity. You, you legitimately cannot walk from terminal to terminal. No, you can walk from just from ticketing to, to A, A, but you cannot yeah. get from A to B or B to C. Blows you know, my mind. Yeah, well, and I guess part of the reason they did it that way is because they they used that space for the space age luggage <laughs> system that never ended up fucking working. What's going on with the renovation? It's it's plugging along. They are just opening some some new ticketing areas on the sixth floor. It, it, was, it had been a mess most of the summer, but I think uh, at least some new ticketing areas are going to start to open. What they're trying to do is shift security from you're kind of in like a big fishbowl now mm -hmm. on the fifth floor. And I think it's one, it's logistically just not great. And two, like security wise, it's, it's not great. So they're trying to rearrange that. It's slowly but surely, but it's going to take years to get to the final product. Uh, I, honestly, the best thing I did this year was do the TSA pre-check, which I think Same. you did as well. Yeah. And, and actually, Denver's the place that helped me out the most. <laughs> yes. And so now I, I don't worry about those massive security lines, really. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so much nicer. Uh, uh, is it the, You know, I think the... I'm glad to see the Illuminati investing in their product a little bit, taking some pride in their product. Uh, you know, it was it yeah, was kind of, of un, kind of unbecoming out there. I know we've talked, you know, at length about root down. Uh, I believe that's in Terminal C. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the the uh, Amex Lounge. I, I tend to be there during breakfast on that one. They have a great breakfast spread. They do. In I, I think better than the Delta breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I, I I rarely get over to Terminal C. Because I'm either, I'm usually in Terminal A, which the Sky Club's great. It's fine. I, I think the Sky Club's better for snacks. Yes. Maybe augmenting a meal. I'm not an airport drinker, but certainly it's good for <laughs> for our drinkers out there. I think the uh, uh, the Sky Clubs. That's that's one area that I'll say like the Sky Clubs I've been in are beat the hell out of the United Club. The you know those that I've been in. Those are very dependent upon 
which airport you're in, but you know, sky clubs are consistently much better. Um, yeah. God, I want to see you on one of those scooters, just like with a with a rollerboard behind you, or with your golf, you know, your travel golf bag wheeling uh, yeah, next no, to I'll, you. I'll put my luggage piece uh, up front, and then essentially I put one knee on my bag, <laughs> and then have my other leg on the on the scooter board, and so it's like, uh, God. you know, it, it works pretty well that way. We gotta figure out how to get a picture of you doing that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And then I'll have my backpack on too. So, the the only thing is, like, if I have to take the golf clubs, uh, I'll, I'll have to get a ride to Union Station. But I cannot I cannot recommend taking the train to and from the airport enough. It's it's the best. I'm dying to do uh, when I'm not I'm not sure if it's opened back up yet, but the 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 uh, ski train from Union Station up to Winter Park. Yeah, I got to investigate that, which I, I, it's getting to be that time. I hope they do run something. I've heard it might be a little challenging just with timing, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely, definitely interested in that. Freddie would lose his mind if I took him on. That. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. New, n- new airports this year that you've been to any, any, any standouts or, or um, any that you've been to a lot that you just have a new opinion of. Detroit was the, the runaway winner for me. I flew in and out of Detroit gosh, at least four times this year uh, between Tour Sauce, the Solheim Cup in Toledo, the pre-Solheim Cup trip to Toledo. Detroit is awesome. I'd love the Detroit airport. Easy in. You got the tram up top if mm-hmm. you want it. A lot of good food options. It's just new, clean. Yeah. Um, that, that, can't say, that's can't been a, enough good a theme of every... I think Detroit has popped up on everybody's... Uh, you're the fifth one of these I've done. Every everybody to a man has said Detroit, and then they've on the flip side they've shit all over KC, and said, you know what? Like you guys told us it was bad, and it's even worse than we expected. Hey, I was thinking of like brand new airports this year. K- KC is the first would be one that I had never flown in or out of. Um, no amenities to speak of whatsoever, but I do appreciate they, they break up the terminals and the gates. Mm-hmm. And so they have all these just micro security <laughs> entry points that I got to think it's always easy. Like you don't have to show up two hours before your flight, which yeah. is nice. TC, I, I, that's no like new airports this year. Unfortunately, it wasn't a banner year that way for me, I guess. I'll tell you what airport is really good. I, I've flown in and out of there a couple times before. I didn't actually, I did fly in there this year. I, I flew in there with Freddie. Uh, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids is a great airport. Oh, um, yeah. You know, just kind of that. And like, you know, even Traverse City, like having, they've got direct flights to like more places than Jacksonville does. They've got direct flights to like 20 cities. So, yeah. You know, small enough, you know, small, easy to get in and out of, but also like a lot of connectivity. You know what? That's not true. You know, there's one other one, the Philadelphia airport. I don't think I had ever actually flown into before this year. It's like a Greyhound bus stop. And it was, yeah, it was whatever. It not, you know, nothing special. Well, next year is going to be the year that we do the, uh, the Singapore air, you know, fly to Europe via Singapore air going the other way. Oh God, I can't wait. I cannot wait TC. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you on, on, on the squad with United where, you know, trying to dangle some plus points. Yeah, for when we go over, go over for go over uh, Scotland. You know, maybe maybe fly to Switzerland to see our man Pascal a couple days earlier. Go to Copenhagen or Stockholm or something. Maybe it's like all S's, right? We we go Singapore. We go the other way, so we go Singapore to Switzerland to Stockholm to Scotland. Just 
you know, hit all the S's. I'm for it. I'm all about it, Randy. I'm all about it. So, uh, all right. Well, good stuff, man. Uh, I think, you know, I think this airports thing is probably going to turn into a series of sorts where we'll get a pilot on. You've got a few friends in the program that are pilots. Um, got another, we got another guy that works for one of the companies that like kind of does all the convenience stores and all the concessions within airports and basically telling us everything that's coming down the pike as far as, uh, the RFID, you know, kind of automatic checkout stuff and, and, you know, a little bit of it, like what you'll see in, in say Houston where, you know, you got all those kiosks down the middle. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but yeah, interest, interesting time right now for air travel. It so. is, it is. Um, just the, the, the other thing I wanted to mention was just getting a personal Amex tied to Delta was another thing that was long overdue, which I finally did this year. Good. It well, makes, I, you know what? makes life better. I hope you got a big bonus out of it. I did. I did. What'd you get? How many, how many bonus miles did you get out of it? I think it was 70. Okay. That's solid. That's yeah. strong. I just got to use them now. You know, I, I, just we just gotta open up the world, get back to normal, and I, w- I want to use some of these sky miles. I stockpile them. I'm a, I'm a, I, I like refuse to use them. I've got four hundred and fifty thousand just sitting there on United, and I'm like, I want to get to, you know, a couple around the world trips. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, good stuff, man. Appreciate the time, and uh, you know, airports always a weird, fascinating subject of yes. ours. Yes, so. I, I appreciate you continuing to be one of the the foremost uh, uh, speakers on airports of our time. Thank you, and you know what? I'd like it. I know you have a a direct line to Ed Bastian. Just like yes. to tell you to tell him that the uh, the onboard product on the seven one sevens is is an absolute fucking disgrace. Ah, uh, okay, I will tell him. I'm sorry. All right, I got Ben on now. Ben, first and foremost. Kansas City has been a hot topic. I've talked to the majority of the group, you know, about this so far and just said, hey, what what were your big takeaways for, for 2021? And uh, to a man, they've said they had low expectations for the Kansas City airport of just how much of a disgrace it is. And those expectations were were still wrong. They were they, like the KC airport over delivered as far as being shitty. So. <laughs> it's not an airport. I, I think that that's... Uh, um the wrong way to look at it, but I, I, I understand, you know, I, I got in last night, KC airport and, um, you know, sat on the curb, waited for the bus to come and get me in 30 degree weather for like 30 minutes. And I, I could not have, um, changed my mind anymore in that moment. I, I was done with it right then and there. God, but I love our little airport. I love leaving our little airport because man, it's so consistent. I dropped the bag off at the, uh, you know, at the sky cap and I walk in and, you know, have some just status. At, so I walk right just on the at plane. the gate. Like, you know, you yep. walk like six steps from security to the gate. Um, if that, yeah. How many security checkpoints are there? Like a hundred? <laughs> Not quite that many, but there's what, let me do some, some quick math. There's about 20 gates per terminal, two terminals, every five gates. There's a point. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's, you know, a handful in each terminal. God, that's like, just like what an inefficient thing for the TSA, but also, you know, like you said, efficient, if you're just kind of going on little commuter trips here or there, when does the new airport open up? 2023. Um, it, it truly cannot get here quick enough. I think that, you know, not only will the experience be better, we've heard some rumors of some, you know, barbecue joints getting put in there. 
Delta Sky Club getting put in there. So I think we're we're really on the rise. But what I'm mostly looking forward to is is you know having a having an airport that makes sense for some sort of you know layovers for some people so i can get some more direct flights because i'll tell you what i'm getting sick of (laughs) of going to these you know bigger regions and still having to take multiple flights to to get there so hopefully if they can show that it's going to work and and god i feel like it's the perfect place to have a midwest you know layover spot right if you're coming from the east coast and need to need to lay over if you're going to the west coast two hours two hours is perfect um same if you're you're moving north um so you know Maybe that's biased, but I'm just really hoping that we can, uh, you know, become a little bit more of an established hub and, uh, you know, have some more direct flights moving forward. But the airport should be totally changed. The okay. parking situation should be totally different. Uh, 2023 truly cannot get here soon enough. Any big surprises for you? New airports or, or you know, just blown away by an experience or on the flip side, had a bad experience? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think that you feel the same way that I do, but Detroit airport has truly been a fantastic experience. Not only is it like, just like clean, new, beautiful with the, the huge, uh, you know, windows that can look out. Um, you know, I've happened to go when it's been really nice every time, but just the, the way that they've decided to lay it out is so interesting. I, I think I, I texted you, I had some time in there and I ended up walking from one end of the terminal to the other. It was 1.3 miles by foot. Uh, it took me like 16, 17 minutes to get from one end to the other, which I, I don't know if that's good. I, I'm not quite sure, but it was certainly something and, and something memorable. And, uh, you know, I've just always enjoyed my experience going through there. Gosh, some other ones. You know, I thought the uh, the Bozeman Airport in Montana okay. was really, really cool. They just really had a sense of place. It was almost like a, a, you know, ski chalet or like a hunting lodge or something like that, which I always like when the airports kind of lean into, uh, lean into their sense of place a little bit. So that was, that was fun. I've grown to like, to love Atlanta airport. I know that might be a little bit of a hot take, but, um, you know, knock on wood, you know, being a Delta guy, it's super efficient and I've not, you know, I've not really had a delay in, in the world's largest airport. Only thing is the um, kind of mid COVID, the uh, restaurant scene was, was getting tough. They yeah. were, you know, closing down at, at six, six thirty, and, you know, even McDonald's was closed. You couldn't get anything to eat. So that was a little frustrating, but that seems to have come back and, and we're, we're back up and, and running now. You know, my other, I guess, hot take, if you will, would be, you know, the Denver airport. I freaking hate it. I'm so done with that airport. Um, it's so tough to get there. I've had, it's been the only airport that I've bargained plenty, plenty of time to get there and get on my flight and been running to my gate to make it. Security's um, a mess. The, yeah. Security's bad. I-70 is so unpredictable. The rental car um, situation is three miles away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it's like you turn off on an airport road and it's still 11 miles and it's always under construction. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's tough. And I know that they have the train and I appreciate that. And I like the uh, commuting that way, but it doesn't always make sense. Yeah. And it's just frustrating when you, you can never, uh, never guarantee anything there. And just man delays, like always delays. I've had, we were on a bachelor party in, in Denver and uh, three of the guys had flights just straight up canceled. Like you are not getting out uh, of this airport today for no reason, like clear skies, like have no idea what's going on. Just canceled. Um, and it's just been that like that on, on repeat it gets hot in there. Like I'm just out on the, it's the just Denver crazy airport. how dated it feels, even though it was built like mid nineties, you know, 
kind of bizarre. I, I think a bright spot for me that, that would kind of hit home for you is flew into Wichita and uh, yeah. we went to Prairie Dunes. I, I, you know, I flew into Wichita and it was uh, what a delightful little airport, just efficient. Uh, some of the smallest little baggage carousels, but in a cool way, <laughs> you know, great, like very, very, uh, you know, smooth security, more gates than you would think. It's just, just a, you know, great small airport. I would also say you, you flew in and out of there, Traverse City. Yeah, um, awesome. You know, the Cherry Capital Airport, really mm-hmm. solid little spot too. So, you know, if there's if there's one airport that I think KCI is is significantly better in, it'd be the Marquette Airport. <laughs> I'm not sure you you didn't fly out of there, did I you? I didn't. We just dropped you off. Yeah. Oh boy, that was something else. It was legitimately three gates. It was uh, super interesting. Although Green um, Green Bay wasn't any better than that. I, uh, oh, Green Bay's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Green Bay was horrible. Madison was great. We, yep. we, we uh, flew in and out of Madison I'm trying to think. And then Seattle, I did Seattle with you too. Seattle yeah. kind of felt like you're in like a, like a train, like a, a train station in like the best way where like you're, you're coming up from the, I don't know. It just feels like, feels like you're part of the fabric of the city inside. And I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I can't imagine you'd have a better entry into an airport than the Seattle airport. I mean, just yeah just so gorgeous oh yeah i mean gorgeous flying in and out and then you know just but but you know relatively efficient and and Mm -hmm. just a you know just a very well-run place i think yeah also i gotta shout out um the boston airport i'm sure that this doesn't always happen to folks but i was shocked at how close it was to the city center Yes. Like we were, we, we got in our car, we routed, we were three minutes to the Bostonian. It's like, what? Well, I mean, no sometimes it can be, you know, you're, you're very close, but you're also very, very, very far away as with right. regard, like that tunnel can get jammed up pretty good. But, uh, taking the subway to Boston's actually not bad. You got to do a little connector there, but yeah, I, I think Boston's cool. Like they're, they're doing a lot of work to Boston. They kind of connect the terminals a little bit more, but I think Boston hits above its, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of, you got JetBlue, you got Delta, you got, you, know, you got a lot of different airlines flying in. There's not really a dominant carrier per se. You got a lot of international flights from all over the world. It's a, a lot of flexibility there. And I think it's an airport that kind of punches above its weight. Yeah. So no, I, I totally agree. Um, um especially because I, I feel like it would bring the connotation of not being a great airport, <laughs> but it actually was, was quite decent. You are, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it seems like you've, you're, you're fully aboard team Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit gold status, which is a, a huge relief. Yeah. I, I, it's going to take me a lot to, to dislodge from, uh, from team Delta. I, I gotta, I gotta admit, and I gotta give it to you, TC. I've not had any problems with United. It's always been lovely. It's always been a good experience. I've never had any issues with it. Delta just for whatever reason, it just, uh, just seems to resonate with me. That's 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 big of you to say, and you know, American continues to be the woat for you. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I I would prefer to not even discuss American Airlines. <laughs> they they some, don't. Get some bad experiences. Deserve any, uh, any airtime. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Ben's 2021 air travel peaks and valleys. So, Ben, thank you, sir. Ah, anytime, TC. I damn near went crazy.
crazy, I had to get it right. Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who